At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Welcome back to the show, friends, Wastelanders, Fall Dwellers. Today, we are talking about plasma rifles. These are weapons that superheat bolts to extreme temperatures in order to tear through flesh and metal alike. And I'm excited to get into this because there are some interesting details because plasma rifles and plasma weapons in general go all the way back to Fallout 1 and we find them in the series from that point forward and their role and how they are used changes and evolves as the game series has progressed. So there's a bunch of cool information to get into here, including a connection to a real world gun manufacturer. And you probably... Well, I can't I can't speak for everybody. Some of you may have noticed this and some of you may have not. So we're going to dig into those details as well. So let's just dive in, shall we? What was the first plasma rifle? The first plasma rifle in the Fallout universe is the Winchester P94. And when I say Winchester, you've probably heard that name before. In fact, it's used on shows like Supernatural because of the connection to the gun manufacturers and American history and all of that. It feels like a very American name. I mean, just think about that. Winchester, the manufacturing of guns and ammunition. It's it's a very American kind of thing. And this goes back to the middle 1800s. The Winchester Repeating Arms Company was actually founded in 1866. But there's some interesting history that happens the decade or two before that because the founders of the, I guess, the progenitor companies to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company were Horace Smith and Daniel Wesson. And if you know anything about guns, those names should sound familiar. Smith and Wesson. These are two individuals who changed the way Pistols and rifles worked in this time period in history. Smith and Wesson went on to be known more for things like pistols and revolvers and things like that. But the company that they made eventually was bought out by a group of investors. The lead investor was a guy known as Winchester, Oliver Winchester. And this came with the invention of the volcanic rifle. They were playing with different ways to make sure that you could shoot faster, reload faster, add more rounds to the chamber faster. All of these kinds of improvements were being made in the middle 1800s. And so it feels accurate, I guess you could say, to have 
the Winchester name on something in the Fallout universe that was pushing the boundaries of the technology of the time. And that's the plasma rifle. So how do these plasma rifles actually work? And this is still a point of mystery for me because there isn't a whole lot of clarity around what is exactly meant by plasma. Plasma, scientifically, is the state of matter when you superheat it and it's contained in close proximity with itself due to gravity. And at least that's normally where you see it. So think about like the center of stars, superheated helium and hydrogen zipping around in a gaseous form. Now you condense that down due to gravity and you heat it up millions of degrees and it enters a new state of matter, plasma. So plasma, gas, liquid, solid, right? Plasma is at the top of that list. And it's a very rare thing. So the idea that you could take a rifle and somehow superheat a material and yet keep it dense enough in order to create a plasma, a super energetic state of matter, seems a little bit impossible. And on top of that, what is actually happening here is that they are superheating bolts, bolts of material, and the material is seemingly a solid substance of some sort. And I might be wrong, but it seems like it's at least has kind of like a physical property to it. It's got that like goop kind of quality when you see it in game. And what that's actually made out of, we don't know. It's it's never explained. But we do know the power sources for things like plasma rifles. So that includes, depending on the model and, and the game that you're playing, microfusion cells, so the fusion generation of energy, high energy cells, plasma cartridges, or plasma cores. The last two make it seem like these are cartridges or or even cores, seemingly like bolts of material that are physical, kind of like the cartridge of a gun. And they only have so many actual physical things that you can shoot out of them. Although that doesn't always seem to be the case. Sometimes plasma guns seem more tied to the amount of energy involved in something like a fusion cell as opposed to the number of rounds in a cartridge, right? It, it depends on the model and how all of that stuff works out. I'm not sure all of this has actually been cleaned up and uh, justified in any real way. We're just creating fantasy weapons at this point. And so I think a lot of that stuff is just vague on purpose because there isn't really an explanation for how that works. But we do know that once whatever this material is, is superheated and, and readied in the chamber, it is fired out from the plasma rifle. And then when it comes in contact with flesh, it sears off flesh <laughs> from the bone. It tears through metallic objects and, and melts them. And in some cases, if you hit somebody enough, they turn into just this green goop. They are dissolved completely. So the main mechanism of actual damage here is heat. It's, it's the taking of energy into some sort of bolt or, or ammunition. It's supercharging that with energy so that it is superheated. And then it is applying that to the target in order to cause damage in sometimes very extreme ways. Now, the way that these are shown in the games are 
tend to be very common with things like laser weapons because they're both different than ballistics in that they're not using gunpowder in order to shoot a physical object. They're using some form of energy in order to either be the cause of the damage itself or to superheat an object and then propel it out in order to do damage that way. So this all starts with the Winchester P-94. And if you've seen these, you can you can actually see them in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, but then also in New Vegas, and they show up in Wastelanders, the update to Fallout 76. And this is a very bulky piece of hardware. It looks kind of like something you would see in Aliens, where you have to kind of hold it low and the the um, handle for your hands are on the top of the object, so you, you have to shoot it from the hip. And these are very heavy industrial grade casters. They fire superheated bolts of plasma, whatever that means, uh, and they go through a superconducting barrel, and then they ends in an electromagnetic claw that helps to stabilize the projectile. And you'll notice that on the front of these, there's kind of like this three-pronged claw shape at the front. That's not meant for using like a bayonet if somebody gets close, so much as it's actually a component in making sure that that superheated bolt of plasma actually gets to the thing you're aiming at. Now, these were so bulky and unwieldy that they didn't go too far. They were very effective and they caused a lot of damage, but they also weren't as easy to utilize for military forces. Now, that was remedied a little bit in Fallout Tactics. Now, we're going a little bit out of the core lore, a little bit out of the canon here with Fallout Tactics, because a lot of people don't consider tactics to be canon. But there is a military version of this, and it still has the the claws at the front, and it is now in a regular rifle kind of shape, the kind of gun that you can actually carry and put to your shoulder and aim down the sights in order to shoot at something. It's lost some weight, but it is now more effective to carry into combat. Now, in the other, in the regular Fallout universe, if we go to Fallout 3, we have the invention of the urban plasma rifle. And this was the replacement to the plasma caster. This is the gun that would be much more effective in urban warfare. And it's the kind of thing that a soldier can actually hold on to and wield and make their way in through doorways and, and things like that. A big plasma caster would not work for that kind of situation. But the urban plasma rifle can. Now, this was not an upgrade made by the Winchester company. This was an improvement to that plasma concept by Repcon Aerospace, and it was released before the bombs dropped, before the Great War of October 23rd, 2077. And it was seen as an improvement to the Winchester using technology that came from spaceflight research. And this gun was the first to use microfusion cells as a power source and drew plasma from a separate cartridge. Again, whatever that plasma substance is, is not specified, but there's actually a cartridge there that holds the projectiles that get superheated. And like many other modern, today's world kinds of rifles and even rifles in the Fallout games, this model was highly modifiable. 
you could adjust and change the different settings and the scopes and the individual components of this weapon in order to meet your current needs. So for example, you could turn this into a pistol, you could turn it into a sniper rifle, a flamethrower, a scatter gun, an automatic rifle. You just had to swap out the different parts. And this also means that there were a number of variations and tests that were done on this rifle in order to figure out how to actually make something that would really work for the situations that they were designing it for. And on top of that, there are a number of other very specialized versions of this gun as well. It first shows up in Fallout 3, but then Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, 76, and even Fallout Shelter has variations of this gun and also special variations of the gun. But before we get into each of those, I want to go over some of the models that didn't work. And there are multiple versions of this. The ones that we actually have record about start with version 32. 32 different versions before we even get to this one. And the next three, 32, 33, and 34, are all failures. So we do know about 32. It was a quantum plasma modulation matter injection rifle. That was the the definition of it. And the notes on this, which come from Fallout New Vegas, are while version 32 didn't have the power yield of the version 31 or version 30, we managed to increase the stabilization threshold by approximately 27.35%. This is promising, however, we still have yet to come up with a solution for the matter inversion issues. So they're still having issues with actually getting this thing to work the way they want. Version 33 has a very simple note. Lab destroyed, data lost. Now, well, the, whether that was the cause of the gun man, like malfunctioning and destroying the lab or something else happened, we don't really know. But they go on to continue research. Version 34 has the note, interesting. I'm not sure where we got this data from. It is completely different direction from what we've been working on. We managed to cycle the matter inversion using a polarized quantum spin. I think that we solved the issue with the compensation field. I have high hopes for the next weapon. Notice in these that, the, that these are all using uh, like scientific learn words, like a uh, polarized quantum spin. Yes, quantum objects have a spin, but spin means a very specific thing in quantum theory. So they're just kind of pulling these words and making it make sense for this very high-tech weapon, which is what a lot of sci-fi does. So we have that one. But then finally we get to version 35. Version 35 quantum plasma modulation matter injection rifle, also known as the Q35 matter modulator. This is the one, and I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, that was inspired by the Looney Tunes character Marvin the Martian, where he says something like, the Covic 35 quantum modulator, or whatever. Uh, this one is inspired by that, and I have a feeling they set this up in order to get to 35 just for that reason. Now, it seems like this is one of the few models that improved upon the core urban plasma rifle concept in a significant way. So this gun has some improvements over the original, including a longer refire rate on average and increased accuracy but it has the drawback of a longer delay between shots due to the bolt charge time. The active charging of the bolts takes a little bit longer, and it has a 30% increase in bolt energy, which attributes to higher damage. 
Now, the V-35 is not the only special version of a plasma rifle. There's actually a, a number of different ones that you find throughout the different games that give you kind of these bonus abilities and higher damage or higher refill rate or they shoot faster or whatever. Now, this includes the multi-plas rifle in New Vegas, which is basically a combination of the word multiple plasma, multi-plas, and it is kind of like a plasma shotgun and then it has three rounds that it fires at a time but of course it draws way more energy from the microfusion cell now we have to take a break and go thank our patrons but before we do that i just want to list out two more of the non-canon versions and then when we get back from the mid break i'm going to go over some of these specialized versions there's the electric plasma rifle and the turbo electric plasma rifle that both show up in fallout brotherhood of steel which a lot of people don't consider to be canon these guns look ridiculous they <laughs> even the colors on them make them look like uh water guns or something the um electric plasma rifle looks way more like a regular rifle but it seems very generic with a very tubular kind of shape to the to the gun and then the turbo electric plasma rifle looks like the original uh winchester p94 in that you hold it from the top and it kind of has this bulky body with a weird kind of front but instead of having the three pointed like prong thing it's got this bulky modular thing at the front it's hard to describe and both of these are ridiculously brightly colored with like pinks and bright greens and blues so not canon but fun to talk about when we get back, we're going to go into some of these special versions, so don't go anywhere. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. 
All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, including our newest patron, Judson, who signed up last week. Welcome to the Patreon. I hope you are enjoying your ad-free episodes. And to everybody who supports the show, thank you so very much. All 86 of you, including our Sentry bots who get shout-outs every week, Cooper, Germinator, Larry D, Mark C, and Sky R. Thank you so much for your support. I couldn't do the show without you, and I genuinely appreciate it very, 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 very much. So we had a bunch of new reviews last week, but uh, none this week. I'm actually recording this episode a little bit early, and so maybe they're just going to come in, but they just haven't come in yet. We'll have to wait and see because I am going away for the next week, and so there will be a gap in next week not having an episode, taking a week off, going on vacation, and uh, next week normally would be the patron chat, but patrons... I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to have a computer. I'm not going to have a way of recording an episode. So we're going to have to push this back to the beginning of August. I hope you don't mind that we're going to do it on the 1st instead of the, uh, I guess, what would have been the 25th, which feels really early anyway. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back in two weeks with the patron episode. I hope you are all going to have a wonderful rest of your July, and I will see you then. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So let's dig back into these plasma rifles. If we talk about the V-35, the actual full name of it is the Q-35. And that's the piece that makes it sound more like it's from a Marvin the Martian cartoon. So this one in particular, we'll go over some of the specifics of the benefits or drawbacks from using it. It uses one microfusion cell per shot instead of two, so less power. The rate of fire is twice as fast. Plasma bolts have a much higher velocity, so they travel faster. It degrades slower, 50% extra damage per second, so 50% more DPS, causes seven less damage per shot, but 15 more critical damage, uses two less AP and VATs, and weighs one pound less than the standard variant. So all across the board, this is generally a better weapon to use. But that's not it. We have some others. This next one is called the Van Graaff Plasma Rifle. Now, this one is interesting. It's from Fallout New Vegas, and it's basically like the poor man's plasma rifle, because if you look at the details on it, it doesn't have a minimum skill requirement in order to use it. Like a standard plasma rifle has a 25 limited skill requirement. This one has zero but it does considerably less damage, less DPS, and almost everything across the board is a little bit lower in stats compared to a regular plasma rifle. This gun is given to you when you uh, complete the Birds of a Feather quest. Uh, this is at the Silver Rush, and you get to choose between a plasma rifle and a laser rifle. But it's taken away once the quest is finished and... You can't you can't use it anymore unless you find another way to get it, which includes things like, uh, you know, you let the silver rush explode during the quest line. When the quest fails, you'll be able to drop the rifle whenever you want, and it won't be marked as a quest item anymore. And so you get to keep it or you can kill Van Graffs while guarding the door during Birds of a Feather during the quest line. So both of those would give you the ability to keep the gun, but. The gun's not that great. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of like your starter plasma gun, and you can do a lot better than this one. So let's talk about some others. There is, in Fallout 4, one called the Experiment 18A, and this 
has the rapid legendary effect, which grants 25% faster fire rate and 15% faster reload. So that becomes very handy for shooting more. But of course, you're going to go through more ammo in order to do that. Then there's the Sentinel's Plasma Caster. This is another unique weapon in Fallout 4, and it has the instigating legendary effect, not Sentinel's, which means that it deals double damage to targets with full health. So this would be the type of gun that you would want to start out the battle with and then maybe switch to another in order to end the battle, depending on how much health your enemy has and all of that. Otherwise, it's fairly similar to a standard plasma gun, and you can swap out all the different modifications just like you can in any of the others. All right, so let's talk about the Mean Green Monster. Now, you may not have heard of this one because this one's only in Fallout Shelter. And of course, Fallout Shelter may or may not be canon. I'm not very clear on that specifically because it is a more recent addition to the Fallout games. But you're making your own vault and naming it whatever vault number you want. So it seems to pull from canon sources, like some of the characters that you meet, some of the items and things. But I don't know that the events themselves are specifically canon. So we're just going to keep this on the side. But it is fun to point out that of all the energy rifles in Fallout Shelter, this one does the most damage. It has the highest damage output at 17 minimum damage per attack. So when you come across the mean green monster, you want to hold on to this and make sure that any of your vault dwellers who are out there exploring the wasteland have this equipped in order to take on anything that comes their way. Now, there's one more we can talk about, and it's from Fallout 3, and it is interesting in kind of its own unique way. The A321 plasma rifle. So it has some unique stats that are improvements over just the regular plasma rifle, like it does five more damage per shot. It has a higher uh, DPS of about 10. It has a critical chance modifier that's increased by another 50% over the it's 2.5 instead of two and some other general improvements. But it also has some weird quirks. And part of this might have something to do with how you get it or where it is in the world. Harkness. The synth from Fallout 3. We're not talking Fallout 4. We're talking Fallout 3. The synth that you can find in Fallout 3, who's hiding out in Rivet City, he's the chief, uh, the security chief in Rivet City, has this weapon. And so you can get it from Harkness if you play through the replicated man quest line. Now, this weapon is particularly interesting because you guys remember Harold, the guy that turns into the tree? Well, any other plasma rifle will set him on fire, which makes sense. It's superheated material hitting a tree. It's going to set it on fire. But this one doesn't. This one will detonate gas leaks like any other energy weapon. So it's not like it doesn't interact with everything the way an energy weapon does. It just simply will not set Harold on fire, which is that just a quirk of the coding? Was that intentional? We don't really know. What's also interesting about it is because you can travel to Rivet City fairly early in the game, go through the quest line, you can actually get this very early. Now, you might be limited on the number of microfusion cells or running across other plasma rifles in the game in order to keep using it, but it is one of the most valuable and effective weapons in Fallout 3, and you can get it almost right off the bat. Just a little bit of extra legwork. Now, we don't know exactly why it has the name that it does. 
A321. We don't know why it has certain improvements. Maybe that's because it came from the Institute, but the Institute, as we know in Fallout 4, doesn't use plasma rifles. They use their Institute weapons. So maybe this was something that they were messing with, or maybe this is something specifically that Harkness has updated and improved. And that could be that could be it. It's maybe as simple as that. Now, one thing you do want to be aware of, though, is once you include this in your inventory, the game has a habit of just calling it plasma rifle. But this specific plasma rifle will have the same improved stats than the regular one. So be aware of that. That's a weird quirk of the system. So that's going to do it for plasma rifles. There isn't a whole lot of extra detail out there that I was able to uncover about these really powerful weapons. But they're interesting and they're fun and there's all these variants and things like anything else. So I thought it deserved its own episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And just a reminder again, I will be off next week. So no episode next week, but we'll be back with our patrons the week after that. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the month and, you know, try to stay cool out there because it's freaking July and it's super hot out. So uh, stay safe, stay alive, and I'll see you next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.